and welcome to episode 129 of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. On this episode, Caleb, Luke, and I are going to discuss, among other things, uh, Loki, season two, episode three, entitled 1893. Uh, so without further ado, hello, Caleb. Hello. Hi, Luke. Hi. How are you guys doing this week? Um, swimmingly. Mm. Why is swimmingly a thing? I don't understand that. Because people are happy when they're swimming. I don't know. <laughs> I guess the alternative to that would be drowning, and that's not great. Drowningly? Yeah, that doesn't roll off the tongue as well as swimmingly, though. Some days are tougher than others. Some days you're swimmingly, other days you're drowningly. And you know what? That's okay. Because you're going to be okay. We're here to tell you. And you're going to be okay. Uh, so last week we talked about some cover songs. And, you know, I love to share our listener feedback. And I wanted to, to share a couple of other suggestions that we got throughout this last week. Uh, I enjoyed our list. Uh, and we heard from our good buddy, friend, uh, coach, um, brother from another mother, Simbot. And uh, he he gave us four. He also agreed with Hurt by Johnny Cash. So he gave us a plus one for that. That's on his list. Then another one he um, he listed was uh, I Want Love from Chris Stapleton, who which is an Elton John cover. No Quarter by Tool, which is a Led Zeppelin cover. And Snowblind from System of a Down, which is a Black Sabbath cover. I have three things to say about these 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 choices. Number one, I think Simbot takes it as a challenge every time we do any type of music list to put a um, country song on his choices because he knows it's the only way I'm going to listen to a country song. I'm not a huge fan of the country music. I I don't I don't hate on it. Like if it's your thing, more power to you. But Sim knows this, and I think he forces me to try to listen to country music. So he, I think he does this on purpose. So I'm calling you out right now, Simba. Also, uh, No Quarter is a really good song from Led Zeppelin, and I had forgotten completely about it. And also Snowblind from Black Sabbath. So um, thanks for putting those songs back on my radar. We also heard on Twitter from uh, Jimmy Morgan. He suggested White Rabbit. The cover is from Grace Potter, and that's an original Jefferson Airplane song. And I listened to this, the Grace Potter version. It's excellent, and that's a great song. Do you guys know which one? This the song we're talking about, White Rabbit. You guys are familiar with this at all? No. Can you You'd sing it? You know it. Mm, not gonna sing it. I can't. I can't bring it in, into my brain right now. You would know it if you heard it, but you, you just don't recognize can, it from the title. Can you do it in acapella instead of singing it? <clears throat> me 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 me. Okay, <laughs> let me. I need a pitch pipe. Where is my? Boop. No, that's wrong. Can't do it. You're just gonna have to Google it. Sorry, boys. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's a great version, though. I really enjoyed it. So, Jimmy Morgan, thank you for suggesting that. Um, Luke, you said something to me the other day, and I think it would be a great question for this week. And it got me very excited, got my wheels turning, because it was about Star Wars. So, do you? would you like to tell the people what the question of this week was going to be and what you came up with for us to talk about a little bit right now? Well, I didn't come up with this. I stole this from another person 
who I can't give credit to because it was on Instagram reels. And before it was halfway done, I scrolled past it because that's how my brain works. Um, (laughs) The question was, which Star Wars character would you like to see have their own show that hasn't already had one yet? And I I did get to the point where they asked, um, or they clarified, that they can already be in another Star Wars project, but not have their own show. Okay, so this character can be in a show that exists, but it's not got its own show, so it's 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 ripe for the taking. It's on the list. Okay, I get you. Um, what do you got? You go. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. Um, I'm gonna go with my sleeper pick here. And I don't think this is going to be on anybody else's list. Ooh. I want a Maz Kanata show. Oh, tell me about it. What would your What would your Maz Kanata? First of all, I thought about her. It's not. It's not my choice. But I thought about her as a possible character for getting one of those shows because she's like a million years old, so you could tell so many stories. Uh, but yeah, so pitch me your Maz Kanata show. What would it look like? Well, I don't have anything in mind because I know very little about the character. All I know about her is what we see in The Force Awakens. Yeah. And my extent of that is she's well-connected enough to have a lightsaber in her basement and Mm -hmm. also to have a pretty good connection with Wookiees. So that's cool. (laughs) Um, But she can clearly handle her own. I mean, she was in the middle of a firefight pretty much on FaceTime with uh, the Resistance. And she seems like such a cool character because at the point where we meet her, she's just so well connected. She knows who Finn is just by looking him in the eye. And she also has that sort of like grungy side of her of Star Mm -hmm. Wars of like all the smugglers and stuff. So I'd love to see that side of the universe a little bit. And especially having the ability to jump from, I don't remember how old she says she is. Um, but having so much time to play with would be so interesting. I think it's a great choice. And I think, don't quote me on this, because I don't have a ton of time to read the Star Wars comics, but there's a lot of them out there. I think she might pop in and out of some comics, and there might be some stories out about her, but the length of her life alone is just, <laughs> it's like, she's. I think she's older than Yoda. You. Uh, what is she? She's, she is 1,008 years old. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you could tell stories in the High Republic era. You could tell stories from before the High Republic era. Or I, I think it the High Republic is a very large era of Star Wars, so maybe not quite before it. But, uh, yeah, lots of story potential there for Maz Kanata. I love it. Uh, I'm down for it. So, Disney Plus, uh, make it happen. I know you listen. Caleb, what do you got? What's your character? Honestly, I don't know if you've heard of this character yet. His name is Milu. Milu Run? Milu Thana. What? I don't know. I just went up into the Star Wars name generator and came up with a random name so it would be original because original Star Wars is the best Star Wars. Oh, I see. So so you're going with an original character and not an existing one. Yeah, just to be difficult. But actually, I would totally binge a six 
to 6,000 episode uh, TV series of Babu Frick. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> I think it, he would... I think he would own the galaxy by the end of the... Like, the season finale would be him sitting on a giant throne, kicking his tiny little feet up, and just being like, what else can I do? I, I own everything. God, I wish I could do a good Babu Frick impersonation because I just have so many words in my head that he could be sitting on his little mini Babu Frick throne saying stuff like, unlimited power! <laughs> if I could do that, I would just always introduce myself by saying hello <laughs> <laughs> that would be good okay now you have my creativity going because babu is not just um a singular character right we were introduced to other of his friends and maybe potentially family in mandalorian season three so what if we had like a minions style TV show uh, or where they're just wreaking havoc on the galaxy. And it's just a bunch of, I can't remember their species name, just a bunch of Babu Fricks running around. I would be all for it. Just as long as they weren't as annoying and obnoxious as the minions, the minions have are funny until they're not. <laughs> I'm going to need you to do me a favor and never say that again. Right? <laughs> Do you know what another Star Wars character I would watch a 9,000 episode series about? Yes, what? Um, Hu Yang. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of Hu Yang, but that's a great idea. A Hu Yang show is just like printing money. Yeah. That is the easiest thing in the world. Like it, it is the easiest thing in the world to just... Because I don't even remember how old he's... Um, we talked about it before, but I don't even remember how old he was. Yeah, so I, I thought it was a uh, wrong information when it was saying twenty five thousand years, but it's actually true. He's twenty five thousand years old. Yeah, see, like you could just have him sitting on a rocking chair with you know a monocle and a candle lit next to him, and his legs crossed, and say, "Hey, cl- class, today we're going to talk about this," and then have an episode about that. Make Easiest it like thing- a. Like a Mr. Rogers type show? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm all for yes. it. And he could walk over to his dining room and open up the window and the little puppet characters pop, could pop out <laughs> and they could go to... No, no, no. Not, not puppets. It would be more droids. Yes, more droids. He could have guest hosts and he could have like Chopper show up and BB-8, R2-D2. Uh, What's his name? BDO? BD one, BD one, BD one. You're thinking of the financial consulting firm. Oh yeah, true. No, no free promos. No free promos. BD one, yeah, from the Jedi Lost game, right? Yes. Yeah. And then what's what's the circular one that has a stutter? I was oh. about to shout him out, Dio. Yeah, Dio. that's I yeah. mixed I mixed up BD and Dio. I recently rewatched the sequel trilogy and I saw Dio and it just God, he is awesome. I love him. They go to pet him and he just goes, No thank you and just zooms away. <laughs> no 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 thank you. And just gone. <laughs> See you do See, do you good say you can't impressions. Do impressions. That was good. Yeah, do yeah. your babu frick. We're not gonna move on. I won't say another word. Luke and I won't say another word until you do your babu frick. Uh no baby no squeezy <laughs> That's pretty that good in good. my opinion. That was good. <laughs> no squeezy. <laughs> that was one of the best parts. 
<laughs> Amanda season three. I absolutely love that. I actually had, um, so I bought a, uh, a Zori bliss action figure after, um, R- R- the rise of Skywalker came out and she came with a Babu Frick, like a little Babu Frick. And it's the smallest action figure I have. And then at another point I acquired a black figure, a black series figure of Grogu. And after that, and they were displayed separately. Like they were not anywhere near each other. Cause I sort of have my action figures in chronological star Wars order. Cause yes, I, I love being a nerd. How uh, much? Yeah, like a normal person. Thank you. It doesn't take you any at all. Like you start with little Anakin and you move along and I'm looking at the Phantom Menace attack of the clones. And then I, I threw uh, after Return of the, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I've got my solo action figures. I've got for um, as many of the little figures as you have for you to have the audacity to say it didn't take that much time <laughs> is a blatant lie. It was du- <laughs> it was during the time where I was fortunate to have worked at home during the pandemic. Um, so I was spending. I had more time in the morning. I had time at lunch. So I had time on my hand, and I and I rearranged them quite a few, quite a few times. So yeah, was this, um, was this before or after you finished um, stop motion animation for <laughs> the entire like chronological timeline of the Star Wars movies? Stop giving away the future Colby Cast TikTok video. <laughs> uh, but I haven't finished my story about Grogu and Babu Frick. So once that episode dropped, and there was a no baby, no squeezy. Um, I just put them together because now I just love looking at them because they're just hanging out. They're happy. So if we ever got a Babu Frick, uh, what, we, what are we calling it? A series? I need Grogu to show up as like a guest, like a, a, a guest star on that show. I love it. That's a great idea. So I had ideas too. And actually the first character that jumped into my head after you asked me this, Luke, was Dexter Jetster. And I'm, I was toying with the idea, like, I don't know how old he is. I don't know what the, uh, what the lifespan of his species would be, but I'm just going to say in my mind, he's been around for a long time. Uh, I do know that there's a story out there with him that predates, um, the attack of the clones appearance, I believe. So I should probably look that up and see, I uh, know, actually, I think he was in one in the most recent, um, compilation books uh a certain point of view but maybe i'm completely wrong i clearly need help knowing where this dexter jetster story is but it's out there i just feel like he's such an interesting character he owns like a diner but he knows about a kaminoan saber kaminoan poison dart yeah or saber dart i would have thought you jedi had more respect for i can't remember the last uh, line on the last uh, word of that line but I think he would he would have a cool a, a, a lot of opportunities to tell t- cool stories. Now either he could like host it and tell us stories or the stories could be about him. Either way, I sort of just want to get more Dexter Jester on any screen possible. Um and then I also thought about Maz Kanata cuz I think that she's a super cool character. So thank you for mentioning her. And then the last thing I thought of was pick any clone you want from the Clone Wars, from any time in the Clone War era. Pick any one you want and then just tell a spinoff story not related to any any of them. Just about that one clone and it can be 
after Order 66 type of thing. So we, we're getting a little bit about of that in Bad Batch, and we've had some clones dropped in, like, we saw that one that was clearly having tough time in Kenobi, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, a clone that was so distraught about Order 66 and just flees into exile and just finds his way into a cool story. And you could literally pick any of the ones, and it doesn't even have to be one of the most popular ones, right? Like, I mean, you could build sort of a story about Captain Rex and his guys, but that was sort of alluded to in Rebels. But I'm talking about more like a singular story, and maybe it could be just very dramatic and a, like a character study, but make it about a clone. Uh, I just and, and you know what? You could even do it as an animated situation because I love Star Wars animation. But yeah, I, I just love the idea of like what happens with the clones after Order 66. We're getting, again, like some of that in Bad Batch, but I mean more, you know, not quite. Something that... Bad Batch is connecting now to bigger things in the galaxy, right? So season three is going to have some big deal. But I'm just talking about like this one clone sort of finds its way into a situation, not really connected to anything bigger. So I don't know. I like that. I like the idea of clone stories. Me too. That's because you're normal. (laughs) Normal people like clone stories? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think if you don't like clone stories, then you should probably seek professional medical attention. You know what I think would be a good clone to choose a story to build around is one that's on Coruscant during Order 66. Not one that was at the Jedi Temple, but there were these certain clones that they had read on their uh, on their armor, and they were like the Coruscant police. They were like the clone police force on um on on that planet and i think it would be cool for that one just to have like see his perspective from on order 66 and then just see him go from there i don't know just something that uh i had had to scratch my brain with caleb were you gonna say something yeah i was gonna say if you don't like clones or clone stories you probably mistreat droids too (laughs) oh speaking of droids i that that reminded me colonel meber gascon and his d squad Give him another just just random missions throughout the galaxy with with me or Gascon. God, that just like put my brain in a blender. <laughs> and then when I realized what you were talking about, it was just it, that arc feels like a fever dream. <laughs> if that really- arc was more than just an arc, I don't know what I would do with myself. Could you imagine the backlash or the embracing of an entire series about? Meeber Gascon and his and his D squad. Uh, I'd watch it. Say what you want about them, but he he was good at his job. <laughs> could you think that that an entire series could be built around Wookies? I mean, just thinking about the language uh, issue of not like. I guess you would have to read. Would they have to put subtitles or? Do you think you could pull off a series based on other people's dialogue working off of Wookiees? I was going to say, I think it would work if you had maybe half the Wookiees, half the people speaking basic. It would have to be at least half and half. Yeah. And if you get any more the other way, it would I be. think so. Any more than that is tricky. Very random. But spoilers for 
Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, you know how at uh, at the end you finally understand Groot? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Feel like, I feel like that's how they could do it. They could do the first few episodes where you're subtitling it or doing half basic. Um, and then as it goes on, you're starting to, quote unquote, understand the Wookiee language and then go from there. I feel like that would be an inclusive and fun thing. Okay, I, I think it would be fun, but I would have to compromise something that I personally do in my Star Wars consumption, and that's avoid at all costs hearing either um, actor that played Chewbacca speaking English while they're in the costume. Like there's these there's these videos out there like back behind the scenes um, where you know, the dialogue is actually going in there, not, and he's not speaking. Uh, why am I forgetting the name of the Wookiee language? Do you guys know? Wikipedia. <laughs> no. So they're speaking English. They're running their lines as they're filming. And I won't listen to it. I have never heard a Wookiee speak like actual English. I've no, only heard them. No, I just, I won't watch them. I just don't, I don't want to see that. So Until, yeah, I don't want to see that either. I'm just kidding. Until now. <laughs> yeah. And they don't even put subtitles up or anything. Like you've never seen. Um, why aren't you guys Googling what they speak? So I can stop talking. Uh, like I'm un- trying to untie my tongue. What is it? It's, what is their language? It's fun to watch you squirm sometimes. No, it is not. What is it? What is What is the language? This is it's from Kashyyyk. But, um, Shiriwook. That's what it is. Shiriwook. There's my um, impersonation, which is terrible. Oh, according to good. according to Wikipedia, it's yes. uh, Shiriwook. Yeah, see, I just remembered it, Shiriwook. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't. So I won't watch uh, um, anybody speaking English. I only, I don't want to see that. Uh, but that's just me. And if they decided to make a TV show where you're doing that, like where they're sort of where as you're, you're learning to understand them, like Groot, uh, I, I might, I might do that. I might do it. So, uh, okay. Well, I have other ideas, but we're going to move on because, you know, me and Star Wars. Oh, last thing about Star Wars. Do, do you guys know who Matthew Vaughn is? Matthew Vaughn. No. no? Matthew hmm. Vaughn made the Kingsman movie. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And um, he made oh, some other things, but he, like, I know him from the Kingsman. He recently did, I think he was at, like, some kind of a convention, and he was talking to you know, doing some kind of an interview and he's just like, yeah, I don't understand what the big deal is about um, rebooting star Wars. Like may remake it for a, uh, a new, a new audience. Um, you know, it's okay to recast Luke Skywalker and give us a new version of Han Solo and a updated version of Darth Vader. And he's like, if I, if they ever gave me the opportunity to do, I would do that. And I just, I read that and I went, Hmm. And I wanted to know your opinion. Now, this is completely off topic. Yeah, you know, we weren't planning to talk about this, but just thought of it. What what do you guys think about a rebooted Star Wars? Like to update it to the mod for modern audiences. The clone is never as good as the original. Mm-hmm. So you're not down for it. I'm sure I would enjoy it, but I don't think that it would be very well received, and I think that it would uh, set itself up for failure. So no, I don't think that it would be a good idea. K 
Caleb, before you comment, he brought up like Bond. He goes, there's been how many Bonds and they're always like restarting and redoing Bond. There was one other example he gave. I can't remember what it was, but I wanted to bring up that too because he brought up Bond. And that's true. Nobody cares. Everybody gets gets excited about who the new new Bond is going to be. So what what do you think about that idea, Caleb? I think like, I think it's so different than the Bond stuff. And it might just be because I'm not as familiar with the Bond uh, movies as I am with Star Wars. But to me, like the recasting of whoever Bond is going to be is like a generational thing. Like whoever the newest one is, the generation that is really watching those movies really attaches themselves to that actor and that version of James Bond. Mm-hmm. For Star Wars, I feel like it's so different. It's like a, it's sort of timeless because nobody's watching the original trilogy and being like, oh my God, the graphics and the CGI are so bad. You yeah. know what you're getting with it. It's a yeah. well-told story and that's all it needs to be. I don't think it needs to be rebooted. I understand rebooting, like all like the remakes of like the the animated Disney movies being redone in yeah, live action. Live action. Like, uh-huh. I get it. I understand that it's bringing like the story, an updated version or not to younger audiences again. It's also lining their pockets, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think you would need to do that with Star Wars because you can retell a story or tell a new story by just coming out with a new version, which they're already doing. It's an interesting yeah, concept though. I agree. I think it's better left just um, not touched, like let it be what it is. And it's almost, in my opinion, it's almost like film history, those original three movies. There's no reason uh, to do that. And then secondly, it's going to mess with the the story. Like there's no room to introduce new versions of those movies because then what does that mean? Because this is a big galaxy and they're clearly making more and more stories in this galaxy. So what would that, I think you can do something like what you're talking about with new characters. So yeah. to your point about the live action remakes of, of classic Disney animation, I enjoy those as well, but at the same time, I'd love to see Disney doing new stories. That's one of the reasons why I love uh, Moana as much as I do and Encanto as much as I do. I think those are wonderful movies and they're new stories, right? They're not relying on anything from the past. Yeah. So yeah, take the cool ideas that you would put into a reboot and put them into a new story. That's my yeah. my take on it. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think um, expectations taint any attempt at rebooting things because, like the original Star Wars, there was nothing else really like it. There was no story that, like, did Star Trek come before or after it? Yeah, Star Trek was uh, was actually well before. Okay. Uh, even it's still, different, but it was different because it. Star Trek and, and, you know, nothing wrong with Star Trek, but I'm not, I just not a big fan. Um, yeah. But Star Trek was more pure, like I, what, the way I understand it, it's more pure science fiction. Okay. And Star Wars is like space fantasy. It's not science gotcha. fiction. This is all fantasy stuff. So yeah. that's the big difference between the two. Well, the reason I bring it up is because like you bring it in when it came out with next to no big names and then let it become its own giant thing over time. And then you try and do that again with whether they're big actors or not, the expectations. I think more people would dislike it than like it. I think only new audiences would like it. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I, I don't think that it's really necessary. Luke, did you have something you were going to add before we move on? I was just going to say that Star Wars isn't a mantle, right? You're not passing on the mantle the same way James Bond or Batman yeah. or all these other roles that could be recast. Yeah. To me, it's not like that. It's more, this is a story and the story will be left alone until we either add new things or change it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause there's no cohesion or consistency through the bond stories. It's not like one movie leads to another leads to another leads to another. They sort of start over every time they have a new bond. They don't need to be held to anything before. So yeah, I agree. Um, cool. Well, to be fair, mm-hmm. to be fair, the fast and the furious movies have no cohesion or storyline. <laughs> People keep watching those. <laughs> Fast and Furious movies are just just they're just summer popcorn fl- fun. Just go and see some cool stuff happening. Uh, yeah. So, all right, cool. Um, Halloween is soon, and before we get to Loki, I wanted to tell you guys I watched that movie called Renfield. Um, it's a Dracula movie. You guys have heard this, Caleb. I believe you mentioned you've attempted to watch it. Yeah, I uh, I've attempted to watch it twice. And both times I've done it in an absolute exhausted state. So it's not to say that the movie was boring, but both times I've tried to watch it, I have fallen asleep. <laughs> Luke, have you watched Renfield? No, I don't watch things with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's a very valid. Because, yeah, he plays Dracula in this. I thought it was enjoyable. It was, it was funny. It's really, really over the top. It's very gross, like it's very, very um, gory, but in a very over-the-top, cartoonish type of way. I mean, it's very bloody, but it's not scary. It's not like a horror movie, but it's a fun, modern twist on Dracula and sort of like toxic relationships, dysfunctional. Yeah, (laughs) it's an exact way to put it. It, it, I like the way you put it, too, where it's like comically bloody, because you can very much tell it's not real blood, but it's not quite like the bang pow cartoon type of deal right right it's very colorful the movie is very colorful the lighting the way that they do the lighting is very it's it to me it's not watching any kind of attempt to recreate reality in any way that's even just the look of the movie is like don't worry we got you this is really over the top stuff but yeah uh, i thought nicholas cage was hilarious as dracula um, but Nicolas Cage is not everyone's cup of tea. Um, another thing about Halloween is they're re- they've re-released Werewolf by Night. Did you guys see this? It's in color now. So there's a black and white version and a colored version of um, Werewolf by Night. Did you guys see this? I totally forgot that existed. <laughs> You are such a Gen Z. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I started to go to therapy and now that's a trigger word for me. If you see you mention that again, I might just start seizing up. What, Gen Z? No, Werewolf by Night. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that scary. No. No therapy for me, no trigger word. Um I just I I've watched it once. I don't need to watch it again to get the story in color. Well, I enjoyed it, so I would watch it again as maybe like a Halloween time thing to watch. And I, I'm curious to see what it's like in color. I haven't watched it yet, but um, 
we do have an episode where we broke down the the entire special feature. Uh, if anyone hasn't listened to that and would like to, or maybe has recently watched Werewolf by Night, uh, whether the black and white or the color version, uh, check it out. It's episode sixty six. Uh, it's about a year a year ago now. Um, that because, feels yeah, we so did long thing. ago. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I think I honestly think that Marvel should do more of these um, special presentation kind of things. I think this is one of the things we talked about on that episode. Like Secret Invasion would have been a perfect special presentation. It didn't need to be a six episode series. I think it could have been a really good. Secret Invasion would have been so good kept on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) There was some cool stuff in it. There was some cool stuff in it. My favorite part was. Um, when it ended, me too. <laughs> yeah, but my second, my second favorite was um, Khaleesi flexing her very, very <laughs> real arm, her Drax arm. Yeah. Khaleesi, <laughs> just, aka the mothers of dragon, dragons, the mother of dragons, not That's mothers one. of dragon. Khaleesi, <laughs> multiple I've... mothers, single your dragon. Can you guys? <laughs> it just made me think of like near the end of that. I don't know if it was the last episode of Game of Thrones, but near the end of the series, there was this part where she was. They were introducing her, and she had like eight thousand titles. Yeah, <laughs> she's such a G. Like it's so cool. Chains, Mother of Dragons, Queen Khaleesi of the Grasslands, um, the Unsullied, the Commander of the Unsullied. She was just collecting an army as she went along. Of House oh, Targaryen. And Such then good... they ruined it. Nah, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna jump on that. <laughs> oh, we're not we're not talking about we're not talking about Game of Thrones. We're talking about um the fantastic Mr. Fox. You guys were telling me about this movie and it never hit my radar. And I now I wanna watch it because you, Luke, you watched it recently, right? You wanna watch it because you're smart. Oh, and thanks. it's good, and I liked it. It was awesome. Who's in this movie watched, again? This is a huge cast. Um, George Clooney is in it. I gotta look at it because it's a stop motion animation movie where they're like, it's really ugly animation, but they're going for it. And it works for that style. George Clooney's in it. Bill Murray's in it. Um, Meryl Streep is in it. Owen Wilson. Willem Dafoe. Um, I recognize some of these other people's faces, but I don't really know what they were in. But Willem, yeah, the you said fantastic Willem, Mr. Fox. And what was it about again? Because now I've forgotten. It is about... George Clooney, who is a fox. No spoilers, of course. Don't worry about it. No spoilers. Basically, he isn't super happy with where he is in his life and wants to make a change. The change he wants to make is buying a new house because he's a fox and and foxes live in holes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he buys a tree and they live in the tree and there's like a house inside the tree, but there are farmers in that area who hate foxes. And um, basically he used to be 
a fox, or he used to be a thief, and he would steal chickens and all sorts of stuff the way foxes do. But when Meryl Streep got pregnant, he had to give that up and become a newspaper writer. But he goes back to stealing and ends up getting in some trouble with the uh, with the farmers, and it's basically like him trying to get his whole not just his family, but all sorts of other animals out of the trouble that he got them into. Listen, I'm looking at some of the uh, images like on Google and you're right about the animation. It looks really, looks really rough and it looks to the point where they, they did this on purpose. Like, because 2009 is when it came out and animation was already, you know, (laughs) Pixar is making movies like the technology is there. It's not like they're so they they clearly made a choice on this, and I I think it looks so interesting, and to and know that in Bill motion, Murray, it's even weirder. Like yeah, so now I I want to w- sit down and watch this. It looks like it's available on Max and uh, and Hulu apparently, um, and it looks like Bill Murray is in it. So yes, I I I'd like to see this now. I'm not sure why I, I never saw it. I watched it. And then immediately put it on. Like, I, as soon as the movie ended, restarted the movie. <laughs> just started it over again? I just... The, the thing that gets me for it is the dialogue. The dialogue in it is so good. The writing is so good. It's... The delivery from the actors is incredible. There's, like, these really long, awkward pauses between the the dialogue between certain characters. And then you just have that super ugly weird animation staring you dead in the eyes it's awesome i love it <laughs> it sounds it sounds great um well put that on the list i think uh you guys have an app where you keep track of stuff so i'm going to have to put it out on my list and watch it at some point um and it, hey if you're out there listening to us talking about the fantastic mr fox let, let us know what you think about it uh, because i haven't seen it and i want to i want to know more about it so i'm going to check it out all right well, let's talk about Loki, uh, episode three, 1893, and we will jump into this immediately and just say that we're going to be talking about spoilers. The whole the whole show is up for debate, is up for discussion, so anything uh, is out there, and there's a lot going on. I'm going to kick it off and just say that I, lo- I like this episode way, way, way more than episode two. I felt like it was way more straightforward from beginning to end. I don't know if it was just because of our conversation last week that helped clear up some of my confusion or if episode two just wasn't really as good as, as I'm used to with the show. And that's very, very possible. I saw in other places from people that I trust that they also didn't know who Brad was. I thought I had forgotten about Brad. I thought he was a character from the begin from the f- first season but I guess he wasn't in the first season. He was just in the first episode of season two. And now they're spending a whole episode about him. So confused. And I feel so much better that other people were confused about it too. But this episode had none of that for me. I was right on board from the beginning. I could see that like uh, the temporal loom needs to be fixed. They need to get he who remains aura. Uh, The only way that they could potentially find anything out about he who remains is to get to either miss minutes or uh, Ravona Renslayer. So they had a ping on their thing, a ping on their thing (laughs) to go find where she was (laughs) and they found her. And then, you know, we see 
the to me it was just much more cohesive story from beginning to end so i found it i loved that it was set in the in the 1890s um i think you know jonathan majors uh legal issues aside he killed it in this episode like he's he's really uh, he's a very talented actor he's a very talented actor and he shows his skills in this episode victor timely was a really interesting was really interesting to me and i'm interested to see where we go for, with more from him uh, so yeah, I just I enjoyed it way 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 more. Uh, I even actually watched it a second time because of how much I enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, I feel much better because I was a little bit nervous after episode two, uh, just not not you know it falling flat for me. So uh, what did you guys think? What were your general thoughts on the episode, Luke? I liked it a lot. Um, I really liked when they were not in the TVA, which was kind of frustrating to me because I wanted to like the TVA and I usually do like the TVA, but we're halfway through the show and I'm just still thinking like, okay, yeah, cool. The temporal loom is so big and bad and it's going to destroy everything. But we've been saying that for three episodes now and it hasn't done anything yet. So to me, it sort of lost its, um, I called its bluff and it's lost all the threatening power around it. I want to talk about that point, but uh, but I want to hear what Caleb, what you have to say first, generally, and then let's talk about that. So don't let me forget, Luke. Honestly, I did enjoy this episode more, but I really, I don't know, I don't feel the same way about this season as I did about last season, and I really want to. That's interesting. That's interesting because I sort of felt like that after the second episode, uh, but I do feel better, like I said, after this third episode. So we'll see how it goes. But Luke, to your point, you mentioned like you're sort of calling the bluff on the whole temporal loom thing. And that was one of the thoughts that I had on the rewatch was I'm not really worried about this thing blowing up, right? Because none of the characters seem to be overly concerned except OB. And I love the fact that he's running around saying, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And somebody else says something about, oh, no, but we can just hack into the system. And he's just like, oh, then we're not all going to die. And it was Mobius that said that. I love that. And then um, B-15 said something about, we're not going to die. There has to be a way. And I was just like, come on, like, do something. Okay, and my thought on it was, so one of my issues with the second episode was the whole bombing of the timelines, right? We talked about like this big Thanos-level event. There was really no lead-up. And then now the beginning of this episode, that didn't seem to make any difference whatsoever for the temporal loom because it's still shaking and close to exploding. And then Obi even says it, like they're already growing back. So what was the point of those timeline bombings? I just think that that was really, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't like that. I don't see how it served the story so far. Maybe it will, but it doesn't even look like uh, it's going to, but uh, yeah. So I agree with you. The temporal loom thing, we, I think I'd like to get past that because now we're already to the halfway point of the episode. There's only, or the series There's only three episodes left. So 
just fix the temporal loom and then get on with it because now you've got a variant of he who remains uh at the end of the episode we've got ravona and miss minutes stuck at the end of time so let's see what like i i guess i need to know i i want to see it go forward right well was uh miss minutes stuck or did she just like poof over there no, she was in the temp pad because <laughs> we, we could talk about this scene if you want. When she got super creepy and wanted to be um, yeah. Victor's girl, yeah. he he like grabbed the temp pad and then yeah. sucked her back into it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, somehow the temp pads like trap her in there, I think. Ah, uh, gotcha. I didn't because follow that. Ravona let her out yeah, when yeah. they were, yeah, when they were in the end of time. Ravona let her out. So okay, I remember that now. Yeah, but uh, you know, it was. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But um, so let help me understand if this is. Let me let me, let me ask you for some more clarification. I sorry if I'm getting confused with this show, but I just want to make sure I'm on on board because I clearly wasn't on the first couple. So Sylvie wants. Kang dead well, Kang he who remains Victor Timely I don't know all of the above she wants to kill him because he she views him as like the the enemy of free will right he's the one that's like sort of like forcing all of this into one timeline am I understanding her motivations correctly I believe so okay then Loki and Mobius seemingly they need him to fix the TVA so they can save lives, right? So they're sort of like fighting to save lives because they want the the extra timelines to be going out, right? Seems correct. Okay. Ravona and Miss Minutes, they want they're invested in Victor Timely because they want to return him to rebuild the TVA, right? I think so. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure that I was understanding all, all of that right because, you know, it's sort of all over the place. Um, but uh, <laughs> did you guys notice the, in the, you know, the, the whole World's Fair thing um, when they noticed the, uh, they went by the Norris um, display where they had Odin and Thor and, and those guys and they're just like, <laughs> Loki was not having that at all. No, he was not. And Mobius was definitely like, yeah, I, I forget you're one of them. <laughs> that, I think that, that was an intentional point, too. Yeah. Why? I think it was sort of an attempt to um, get Loki to use a little bit more power and not just rely on his wit oh. or anything like that to sort of like antagonize him a little bit and to remind him like yeah you're not just another uh, analyst like me you're more than that oh yeah i hadn't got that that's true though because he did start to do some more of the green magic thing with the guy popping him out of the thing and into the cage um yeah yeah, yeah that's true i hadn't thought about that there was a fun reference to balder the brave and apparently Balder the Brave is like Thor's half brother. 
and he hasn't been in any of the Marvel stuff yet, but he's been written into scripts for other movies. Like, I think that he was going to be in um, Multiverse of Madness. I think the rumor was that he was going to be in Multiverse of Madness as part of the Illuminati. And then they ended up cutting him out at the last, uh, at the last minute. Um, but yeah, so ball to the brave, uh, sort of a wink and a nod to people that know about those things, which I didn't, but I found out about. So Honestly, Can we just... what a terrible name. Balder the brave. <laughs> that sucks. It's like, you're, are you insecure about your hairline? I have no idea what he looks like, but like you're Balder. <laughs> that's your name. I think if he's a Norse God, he's probably got a, a flowing mane, but I don't know why they would call him Balder. Um, I had to crack up a lot at Miss Minutes because she's so petty and she's such a weirdo. <laughs> what did you guys think about Miss the return of Miss Minutes? I wasn't a huge fan of this new Miss Minutes, to be honest. Okay, so as as opposed to last season's version of her, what what what's that about? I sort of like the idea of Miss Minutes just being weird and you know like just i don't want her to be this omnipotent being capable of all sorts of stuff i think as a character it would be cool just to keep her as an helpful ai i think once you venture off into the the robots are trying to become us and kill us thing it's a little weird to me too real (laughs) Because we're seeing that happening in our real world. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think Yo, about Miss Menace? I think that the whole time jumping where... <laughs> I'm just going to call him Kang. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm down with that. That's fine with me. Where Kang created the TVA and the Temporal Loom and all of that. And created Miss Minutes, but also doesn't know it because obviously it's a variant. I think Kang was very lonely when he coded the AI for Miss Minutes and wanted a girlfriend. But now she's just been like, yeah, you don't know me, but I know you and I love you. So you need to love me. And I think that's crazy. Yeah, that was that was all really sort of creepy and weird as she was going down that little monologue of hers. Like they would sit and play chess together and whatever. And yeah, like, but you never gave me the opportunity to make myself a body or whatever. And then she popped her face on that mannequin dummy thing or that whatever that thing was. And then he's just like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." And then he pushed the button. <laughs> she was stuck in the tin pan. One um, thing that I especially didn't like was. Um, they really emphasized that this version of Kang does not do like partnerships. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. in charge. Yeah. And then they got rid of, it was just Miss Minutes and Kang. And she goes, yeah, we're going to be a great team. It's like, do you know that that means like it's synonymous to partnership? You thought that was going to go well? Yeah. I kind of had a bone to pick with that too, because he was like, yeah, cool. I'm I'm cool with you being part of my group. Um and maybe it was different because she wasn't necessarily looking for like the power that Ramona was looking for. Um 
And I think he might have known that. But still, I did think it was a little weird. Well, they literally dropped Ravona off the side of the ship because of her whole partnership um, reference. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you guys also about Ravona because she's really good at whatever she's doing. Is she, she seemed like smitten with Victor Timely. Like she really played that off or pulled that off, I should say. Uh, So is she really, is she smitten with him or is she swindling him? Like she's got ulterior motives because they know that both her and Miss Minutes want him back in the TVA and ruling the TVA. That's, I thought that would be the end game, but at the same time, by the end of the episode, I questioned myself, like, okay, is Ravona playing him? Does Ravona have her own endgame in this? Or is she actually really smitten with, with Victor? What What's your take? I think the writers woke up the day they were going to start writing the script and laying out the timeline and said, what's our main goal with this show? And in unison, with no hesitation, they all said, confuse the audience. <laughs> and I think they're succeeding. <laughs> See, I felt less confused after this episode. What did you think, Luke? What do you, what do you think about Ravona and her her motives? Um, I don't think they've been made particularly clear. I would agree about that, but I don't think that they're like super complicated either. I think it's pretty simple. She's just she wants more power. She wants to be part of the uh, the people controlling whatever is going on and. Honestly, that sort of feels lazy. I feel like she's a cooler character than that. Well, I refuse to call. I refuse to call her Ravona. My brain just automatically translate it, translates it to Winona. So every time you guys say her name, I just think Winona Ryder. Every time. Don't know why. <laughs> well, she does wear a little hat in this episode, like Winona Ryder wore yeah. in... Bram Stoker's Dracula, where she starred with Gary Oldman and Keanu Reeves, which I absolutely love that movie. Uh, she also wore a little hat. So there's a connection there. Ravona, Winona, and the hat. Yeah, exactly. That could be an animated I'm so glad, movie. I'm so glad Owen Wilson and Winona Ryder are in this show. Wait, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me. Um, Luke, you mentioned something about Lazy and Ravona. But there's something going on with Ravona and um, and Mobius, and they had this interchange where like she she planted a little bit of seed of doubt in my mind with Mobius. Like Mobius doesn't remember certain things from one point on, like uh, before, like before some one point he he doesn't have a memory. So could he have done nefarious things? in the name of the TVA before that whole memory wipe would Ravona know about that? Cause you know what scene I'm talking about. Like they have this interchange where like, you know, there's some, there's a lot of history there. Yeah, maybe, but again, like it's just not clear, you know, if we're speculating about maybe it's this, maybe it's that I feel like you have to, Find the balance between letting your audience's minds run rapid so that they can still stay excited and keep the buzz, but you also have to guide them in the direction you want them to go. And sure, maybe he has done those things, but honestly, it doesn't feel like that matters anymore because he's 
a good guy trying to do the right thing. He's a fan favorite. So I think it would just be weird to like throw that in out of nowhere. Yeah, there's some stuff though. There's some stuff there about Mobius that they've been dropping. The whole jet ski thing. He just loves jet skis. He doesn't want he doesn't necessarily care about, you know, who he was before this. Uh, he's just sort of like living in this moment kind of thing. We'll see. Uh, I, I think maybe there's something that's going to be coming down the pike. I don't know if it's going to be in the next three uh, episodes or they're going to be saving it for next movie or, or next series uh, season or whatever. But I think there's more to Mobius than meets the eye. He's a transformer. Um, last two questions. Last two questions I have for you guys. Caleb, were you going to say something? Yeah, I, we can't forget about Miss um, Minutes, like secret while they're in uh, at the end of time. Like that's another yeah. like seed that they've planted. And maybe that has something to do with uh, Mr. Wham. Wham. I think it does. And that was going to be one of the last two things I was going to bring up was she creepily, very creepily says, I know a secret about you and that's going to make you real angry. Uh, yeah. I think it absolutely has to do with Mobius. So we'll see what that turns into. Plot twist, maybe he is Mr. Minutes. No, I think no. that Ravona actually is Sally, and she tells, and the big plot twist about Mobius is that he's Lightning McQueen. This is the and best. And then he turns into a car. They both turns into the turn. The variant of those two characters are called the car. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work because. Uh, Ravona is not the voice for Sally, but anyway, it, it, it was almost there. Variants, um, they're variants. They're variants. I wonder what a variant of Colby is like. Do you think the variant of Colby has a has his version of the Colby cast? Yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a Canada event. <laughs> yeah, it's a Canada event. I think he does cold opens though. Cold opens. Yes. That guy. That yes. guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> He needs a good introduction. No cold opens here. Um, speaking of canon events and your reference to our wonderful Miles Morales, he I think I think the movie is hitting Netflix possibly on Halloween. I think. Don't quote me on that. I can't tell you if that's fake news or not. I believe I read it that um, Across the Spider Verse goes to Netflix on Halloween. But cool. Fact check me. Fact check me on that. Uh, I can't wait for part three to come out in March. Of 2039. <laughs> well, as this episode drops, the actors will be meeting with the studios again on Tuesday. Uh, and the the studios actually asked for them to come back to the table. So maybe something will happen. Maybe not. We will know. Uh, we will know uh, at, at some point. We'll know at some point. It'll end at some point. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you, and this could be completely like just too deep of a cut. I didn't understand it. But right before Victor Timely and Miss Minutes are going to dip, because Victor wants to get out of there, but Miss Minutes wants to flirt, uh, he holds up this thing that is a really cool sort of like it, it twists and does some kind of mechanical thing. And he says that that's the culmination of his life's work. I have no idea what that thing was in his hand. Do you, do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Nintendo Switch. I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to do that. It's not a Nintendo switch. It was no, it doesn't even look like a Nintendo switch. Caleb, did you know, do you know? Because it was in the 1890s. Oh, maybe it was the prototype. I 
vaguely remember that happening. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't a big deal. Like he was just packing stuff up yeah, in his bag. It was like, and he it like, was like, like a, a sphere. sphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what I thought it was, and I have not confirmed that for myself, so sorry. That's my bad. Maybe it has something to do with that thing that he that Kang was in in Ant in in Quantumania. You remember he had like a spaceship. You're right. Yeah. Because yeah, he had a ship that could travel through the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just didn't. I couldn't tell if that was it because it was like sort of on a pedestal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just gonna Google it after we're done. <laughs> and, and some, the, it's in my brain. There's some crazy conspiracy theories about this show and how like the TVA they keep emphasizing that time moves differently here. Mm-hmm. And people saying that the city referenced in the quantum realm in, in the Ant Man movies is actually the TVA and like there's some like it's crazy. It's almost to me more interesting than the show, and that's to say that <laughs> I want to really enjoy the show. Well, so I don't know about all the stuff that people are trying to connect to. I don't go down. I don't go down that those rabbit holes, but I do know that you can just see in the show itself that time moves differently in the TVA based on two things: Brad and Sylvie. So in the post-credit scene of the first episode, it shows Sylvie showing up to her McDonald's. In the ep- in the second episode, Loki shows up and finds Sylvie, and she has already been there at the McDonald's for seemingly a long time. Yeah. She knows people. She's talking to her coworker about, do you need a ride? No, my mom's come in. She clearly has spent time there in that branch timeline. Yeah. Brad literally goes back to, I think it was the sacred timeline becomes a movie star, but in the TVA, like no time has passed. Yeah. What a way to do that. I would totally do that. If I was Brad, go be a movie star. Nah, I take it back. If you could be Brad and you could go, go be a movie star. What movie star would you choose to be? I can be Brad and I can be a movie star and wow, that's such a loaded question. Ryan Gosling. I, it didn't take you long. <laughs> Caleb? I'm picking a movie star I would be? Yep. Oh, man. No, you got nothing. The answer is Ryan Gosling. No, it's not. I mean, How Ryan Gosling is. Ryan Gosling. Because the answer is Mark Hamill. I mean, you have a chance to be Luke Skywalker, and you're not going to be Luke Skywalker. You're going to be. The, you're going to have a chance to be the voice of Joker, and you're not going to be the voice of Joker. Come on, the answer is Mark Hamill. Go look at that man's face. Go listen to his voice in La La Land. Go tell me it's not Ryan Gosling. I mean, Ryan Gosling wouldn't even be in my top five of being a movie star. Harrison Ford, I would be Harrison Ford. Heartbeat. I would be Elmo. Elmo, absolutely. I would be Raphael Casal. I don't know who that is. Whom? It's Brad. <laughs> oh, is that that's a guy? 
That's pretty. No, I would be uh, Pedro Pascal. I like that. I like that. That was going to be on. He was going to be on my list too. That was going to be totally um, Diego Luna. I mean, anybody Star Wars. I would be Carrie Fisher. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. These are all good. Um, so maybe we have variants of us running around being Ryan Gosling and Elmo and um, Pedro Pascal out there. I like to say that. I like to think that that's a, a thing. Any final thoughts on Loki episode three, 1893? I honestly thought it was episode four. <laughs> you're too busy. You've got too much stuff going on. I'm really glad that I went back in time. I used my little temp pad and now we get to watch episode four again. I really enjoyed the old timey feel of it with the music. And I liked yeah. the fit. Um, it, it was cool. Cause it really felt like you were in that time and I liked it. It was different. And that to me felt like Loki season one. That was one of my favorite parts about it too, was the whole setting. I think it looked great. Like they made everything look really good. Even like uh, Victor Timely's old sort of like rundown neighborhood looked good when they're running through there and the world's fair. I also liked the music, the like um, player piano style of the Marvel um, thing. You know, the, the, the opening um visual thing that they show. I like how they change the music there. So yeah, I agree with you on that. So, all right. Very good. Very, very good. Uh, any final, final thoughts you guys uh, have before we go? Would you rather only speak in rhymes or only speak in riddles? Rhymes. Rhymes. You can make a living that way. Yeah. A lot of people True. make rhymes. Yeah. True. But then you can never be the Riddler. You could if you sometimes the Riddler spoke in rhyme. Some so of his you, riddles were in rhyme. So, so do you have to like pause and think about a rhyme before you say it, or does it just come naturally to you? Let's say it develops over time. So tomorrow you wake up and it struggles a little, but next week you wake up, it's a little more natural. Yeah, it's so right. like learning to walk. Yeah. So you're going rhyme, Luke? Yeah. We've had a lot of what-if questions in this episode. I like it. Marvel should do a show like that. I feel like that would be really easy to market. You know what they could do if they did that? Like, make all the Marvel characters zombies. True. Oh my god. And then they could give all of the superpowers to one character that you met three weeks ago. That would be so cool. Yes. <laughs> and then that guy goes and chases the narrator. The did that really happen? Yeah. Oh yeah, that did watch. happen, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> uh what if season two is supposed to come out, I think, next year. So what if season uh one was cool? I liked it. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our rambling conversation about many things, including Loki and all of the all other stuff. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. Remember our question um, to uh, to have a Disney Plus show. What what Star Wars character would you give a Disney Plus series to that has not got one already? Let us know. Hit up uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or any of the other socials that we have out there. Uh, you know what they are. Uh, we'd love to hear your guys' idea because uh, I like that question. Now I still have other ideas that I could give to you guys, but I'm going to, I'm not going to bore you with that anymore. Um, yeah. So for Caleb and for Luke, this is Colby reminding you that just like OB, 
I have no memory of having my memory wiped. You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at The Colby Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, donkey. That'll do.